Hello everyone and welcome to Back of the Grid. I'm your host this week, Chris, and I'm joined as ever by Stu. Hello. And by Tom. Hi. We've got quite a bit to get through this week. Um, We've got our last three new cars to take a look at, um, and we're also going to do our... Uh, livery tier list so we'll have a proper chat about the three new ones and then run through the ones we already discussed drop them in some tiers because tier lists are the way to do these things um we're also going to do our sort of now yearly tradition of making some season predictions when it is far too early to be making season predictions <laughs> but we'll go ahead and do them anyway uh then there's a few newsy bits and some inbox as well um, so let's get straight in with, well, to start with, let's go through what our tier list is going to be. Um, Tom has got the reins of that. So do you want to introduce us to the tier list, Tom? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll put a link in the, in the description of the episode after we've finished and put it out. But So you can do it for yourselves then. But yeah, we're going to be going through top tier, which is give us a Lego set because we all make, love making Lego cars here, um, specifically nice looking Formula 1 cars. We've got our second tier, which is on brand, essentially meaning it's okay, but it just looks like what you'd expect it to. We've got copy pasta, which is basically it's the same as the same as the same as the same. We've got no room in the cost cap for a designer, which clearly means there was no real effort put in. And then we've got what we're calling shouldn't have bothered, (laughs) which I think the name says itself. Although sadly, because of when I made the tier list compared to when we decided to change his mind on that, what you may see when you do it for yourselves is offensively bad. But the message is the same. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> same, same. Um, right, so the last of the cars, no, the first of the last three cars, that was a weird way of saying that, that we need to um, properly discuss that we haven't really done yet, is the Ferrari. Um, I mean, before we talk about the car itself, like they really knocked it out of the park in terms of how to do a launch event. Yeah, like that yes. was a proper car launch, wasn't it? Yeah, ballsy like, move to, to like shake the car down. Yeah, the car launch is like that is ballsy. So brave, like because because you know it, it had been good up to that point anyway. Like they'd got a crowd of what seemed to be actual genuine fans who genuinely looked like they wanted to be there, which is more than you could say about the audience at most of the other events yeah. like they had some kind of interesting interviews they did like the sort of cg reveal video it was all pretty good then yeah it's like stick around for 10 minutes and out it will go and yeah they did it's really good other teams need to take note i think yes definitely i want more live shakedown laps in future definitely um livery wise not a huge departure from last year um a bit more black um They've got the Ferrari branding on the rear wing that they used in Mons last year, albeit in white, not in yellow. Um, I like that. Looks nice. Looks nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see a Ferrari with Ferrari written on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the one thing that from that sort of yellow anniversary car that I hope they would keep, so I'm really glad that that is there. Yeah, it looks very cool. I mean, it's... <laughs> It's it's essentially a variation on last year's car, which was probably our favourite car from last year. I don't think anyway expected the Ferrari to change much because they never do change that much. I still yeah, really like it. Like looking just to look at it, it still looks like a demon. It still yeah. looks yeah, like the probably the best Formula One car of uh, on the grid. I would say like design wise, just to look at it, looks the most like an aggressive Formula One car. 
Um, yeah, I really like it. There's not much more to say. Yeah. Really. Just, I mean, there's not doesn't look to a bit from from the outside. I'm sure lots and lots has changed underneath the car, but from from the photos, it looks more or less like last year's car, doesn't it? It's got the same sort of deep scoop side pod kind of arrangement. Yeah, yeah they've not deviated from that sort of philosophy. Um, mm. Yeah, big fan. It's quite slender across the top, like across the, you know, down from the airbox intake at the top. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like really a lot of them, like A lot of the cars I've like seem to have moved into like that Canon sort of setup and these guys are looking much more slim in that area of the car. So It's like almost concave, isn't it? The engine cover, which is... Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a, there is like rumor that there's like some sort of S duct kind of thing in there. That's yeah. Letting sort of pulling air through from the front and then channeling it up across the bodywork to sort of charge it and speed it up and help it stay attached as it goes, as it moves down the car. But Which, who knows what those ducts are doing? Yeah. <laughs> in, do. in theory, those kind of SF duct things are outlawed. But I was reading something the other day that. If they stick something in the duct that needs yeah. cooling, they can just call it a cooling duct and get away mm-hmm. with it, which is yeah. which is very clever. Yeah. Um, nice. So let's slap it on the on the tier list. What do we think? Ooh, are we doing straight? Are we going straight, straight, straight into the tier list? Yeah, this? let's just go straight in. As as we uh, we've already talked about it, so let's just okay. slap it on there. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, where am I putting it? There's, I think there's some irony in that this car could technically go in many categories <laughs> of. I mean, it's good in good looking enough to make me want a Lego set. It's basically on brand, just on brand for Ferrari. It is kind of copy pasta from last year. They definitely didn't hire a designer because they just paint it red and black every year and just leave it. <laughs> so pretty much the only one it doesn't go in is the shouldn't have bothered, <laughs> offensively mm. bad kind they of. They definitely bothered. They definitely bothered. <laughs> mm. Yeah, we maybe should have thought a little bit harder about the the, the names of these. <laughs> but um, um, I mean, they've got names. Ultimately, they're just a one to five, aren't they? Really? Yeah, yeah. I think like <laughs> I think I think for me, it goes into based on the question of give us a Lego set. Would I would I <laughs> have a Lego set of this car? Then yes, I probably it's probably the only one actually for me that I would like Ooh. be interested um, in having a Lego set of. Even though I've, well, I've already got the McLaren Lego set. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to put that car in top tier. I think it's it's one of my favourite ones on this grid for sure. Yeah, I yeah. think I think it's top tier. I think it's the I think it's probably the nicest looking of all of them. That makes my life a lot easier then, because I thought I was going to have to maybe argue to get it into that into that Lovely. tier. So straight that makes nice. my life a lot easier. We are I can in just drop it straight in. Top tier for the Ferrari. In agreement for now. Straight in with a top tier as well. well like I not know. messing around. It's like, all downhill from here, guys. Straight away. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, let, let's hope that that's not the only thing they're top of towards the end of the season. <laughs> um, next is the Mercedes, and it's black again. <laughs> they had one yeah. season of silver, and now yeah. they've gone. Like, did you guys watch the launch event? Yes, I did. I did, but it was kind of on mute, and I was at work, so it was like half watched, half not watched. So they they sort of yeah. So they they went through the sort of nice story of how. The silver arrows came from when they had to strip the paint off the cars to save weight, and that's why they were silver because they were bare metal. And like the modern equivalent of that is you strip the paint off and it's black carbon underneath, and that's why they've gone back to black, which is a really nice story they've come up with. 
it's a shame that the whole stripping paint off and that's why they're called silver arrows thing is almost certainly a myth and there's a no real evidence that ever actually happened but you know why let a fact ruin a nice story eh? <laughs> <laughs> um i guess the other thing is it still doesn't have any side pods well they've it's, grown a little bit they've grown a little it, bit haven't they there's a bit there's yeah it's a bit more than last year but they're definitely still sticking that philosophy you know, of minimal as possible i still think let's see what shows up at testing to be honest well <laughs> uh, well yeah they they've they've sort of already said that like as as we've said before and you've said multiple times Stu, like the struggles they had last year were not related to their side pod design in the slightest. They were completely different things. But they did hint that they have a big upgrade plan, sort of not super early season, but like first half of the season that may or may not involve a change in the philosophy around that side pod area. So it may start yeah. the season without side pods. It may not finish the season without them, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what they do bring to it um, development-wise. There's obviously lots of... I mean, they obviously feel like they've got a car that's got potential for development. Um, mm. And maybe maybe they're in the same ballpark as McLaren, who've made a car which they're already admitting needs development. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Let's hope it's not... Maybe it's the former, not the latter. Um, looking at it, yeah, I mean, it, I think it looks cool. I think it's a nice-looking car. Um, I like the the way they've done the red airbox, yeah, hoop, roll hoop kind of thing. That looks. It's I nice, don't miss that nice big block of red, red they've had at the top for the last. Yeah, couple of I never years. liked that. Um, yeah, that's a little more elegant, isn't it? Yeah, uh, of a way of having it on the car without it being in your face and not quite fitting in. Yeah, bodywork wise, they've definitely they these. This is another team that's gone down the sort of like the the, the cannon. Route where the, where the big sort of humps point backwards, two cannons down either side of the car, around the head level of the driver. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean there is paint on it. Like for all this chat about there not being any paint on it, I mean yeah, it's there is clearly got quite a lot of black paint on it. <laughs> it's at least the top yeah. third of the car. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I like. I, I think I said I've said this before. I I really do like the the uh the carbon fiber look like the bare mm. carbon fiber look i think i think i said a couple of weeks ago that or maybe last week that it's it's a nice style like it's a it's a cool material and it, it light interacts with it in interesting ways so um it'll be interesting when it's in the cold light of day around a racetrack how it does look with the sun beaming on it and stuff like that i think it'll look yeah. really, really cool yeah um, and obviously all the white stickers stand out really nicely as well so all the sponsors will be happy it looks really good. Um, the one thing I wasn't yeah. sure about at launch was the sort of the, the numbers and the um, the colours on like the wheel fairings. They've gone for a sort of bright yellow for Hamilton and a sort of fl- almost fluorescent lime kind of green for George Russell. Initially, I wasn't a yeah. fan of that. The more I've seen them, the more that has actually grown on me a bit. Yeah, I really like it. I think it's like it's one of those things that's going to make. It, it's probably the only car on the whole grid. That you can tell straight away which of their drivers is going yeah. to be in. Yeah, Crofty will love it. Yeah, he'll uh, still get it wrong. He'll still get it wrong. But um, the uh, yeah, it's good to you know, it is good to be able to look at a car and instantly know which um, which driver you're looking at. Because I think if you look at the Ferrari, the two Ferraris, you know, they're 
for all intents and purposes, identical except for the driver name, the driver <laughs> Pretty number. Much. But the, even then, the driver number is in the same font, in the same color. So again, it makes it difficult to tell. Um, same with it, you know, the Alpine as well. All, all the other cars, they're just it, they're just completely and utterly identical. So it's, yeah. other than the driver helmet, it's really, really difficult to tell. And I think with this, I'm laboring the point a little bit, but I think it's, it's a good approach. Yeah, it's definitely growing on me. Um, they're doing some something interesting around the front wing end plates as well. In theory, it's supposed to be a sort of continuous plane from the um, the horizontal elements that curves up into the end plates, but they've sort of found a bit of a loophole in the rules, it seems like, where they're almost entirely detached. They've gone for like very, very small connecting points, which it seems to be something that other teams might have a problem with, um, but it seems like it's an interesting loophole in the rules they've found there to get some more yeah, because they in the tr- front wing. They tried to outlaw that last season, didn't they? they they've, they've worked on the rules over the over the winter to try and yeah. stop the teams from doing that, and somehow Mercedes have managed to circumvent them again and carry on <laughs> more or less doing what they're doing. They've probably like so. fixed one hole in the rules and put another one in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no doubt. Wouldn't surprise me. Um, should we stick it on the tier list? Yeah. When do you, when do you want it? I question. I, I've right on my one here. I've got it on on brand, but actually, I don't know whether I. I don't think I'm that interested in having a Lego set of this one, so I can't <laughs> put it at the top. That's kind of what I was thinking as well. Um, it's certainly not a copy of last season. You know, visually, it's it's, it's a progression. It looks different. The car itself physically looks different as well. Like the shape mm-hmm. of the car is different. So, um, I think on brand is like a safe place to put this one. I'm happy with that. You You're making my life really easy. I'm just, <laughs> that's why I was going to put it anyway. So. You know, I, I, I don't really have to think, argue like, my point. I don't think there's going to be many that we disagree on. This is going to be a really boring podcast. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's just going to be us agreeing on everything. Or maybe not. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, <laughs> and then the final launch of the year, uh, which was the Alpine. And they got greedy and launched two liveries again. They're doing yeah. the the pink BWT livery for the first three, I think it is, race of the season, then reverting to the standard blue and pink one for the rest of the season. Yeah, um, I mean, this is just the same as what they had last it's year. It's the same with it's some ex- of the paint takeoff, exactly, isn't it's it? It's exactly the same. It's They've exactly added that the sort of geometric pattern towards the back, which I quite like. Yeah, I, um, it's apologe- I don't like it. I think that's a, a bit apologetic. <laughs> if you're going to put like that kind of design on it, I think make more of that, that pattern. Yeah, yeah. It's like the, think think how cool it could be if they did that if they did that same pattern but like across the car really big but kept all the colours as they are and just used the bits where the pattern uh, as like either matte or gloss paintwork across the whole car then you've got a really interesting dynamic going on there with the, like the way the reflections work on the car a bit like I, I go on about this car all the time a bit like the unicorn mm-hmm. but um, yeah they've just sort of like plonked it on at the end there to add a bit of extra black it just seems a bit of a it kind of emphasizes how ruddy big that BWT logo is as well, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah, this is the space real, you have to do something logo. interesting because the rest has to be a BWT it, board. Yeah, it's sort of like it feels a bit like they sort of they've seen how much people have liked the the tripointed stars on the back of the Merc for the last couple of years and gone, we should do something like that. 
Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe yeah, I think the designer probably has for oh, there's, there's, yeah. there's room there for us to put a little pattern. Yeah. In. That's that's one way of doing it. But I just think if you're going to put a pattern on it, then make a real asset of that pattern. Don't don't make it, you know, don't make it so... It, it, apologetic is exactly yeah. what it is, I think. I think it's just so... It's just slapped on there without really any any consideration for the rest of the design so yeah I, i'm it's, not a fan it's frustrating because I, I like the idea i do like it mm. as in the the concept of it i just like i don't know if I, I like how it's been executed like i mean in my head i sort of envisage it with instead of it just being the black it being like the alternate of each other so obviously on the on the main livery it's a blue top with pink side pods so in my head, like that pattern should be blue on the side pods where it's on pink, and then pink on the mm. fin where it's on blue. Maybe, yeah. or maybe I mean, maybe just like a darker blue on the top. Oh bit yeah, and, 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 a, and like a darker that. pink on, or a lighter pink on the on the pink bit. It's almost so, like a bit of extra differentiation. It's almost like it's just an excuse to take some extra paint off somewhere. It but th- really is. Well, this is why <laughs> this is why I don't like it because it, yeah. they can't even do that. Like that's not what they're doing here because like they'd, they'd need to. To achieve that pattern with that paint job, that's probably going to have to be like either a sticker or or it'll have to be painted in. But you can't mm-hmm. really. It, I think it'd be tricky to to do a paint job like that, and and that be bits of paint that have been cut out. Yeah, right? yeah. Like it probably means that the whole surface is actually a, is probably a sticker. It almost certainly is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it will be a sticker. Yeah, but it, um, it's yeah, a shame. Just, like. The LP was one of my favourite liveries last season, and this is just a massive step backwards for me. Um, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say it looks exactly the same as last season's livery. So I was going to say, I was going to kind a, of a sideways step, isn't it? No, I don't know. Or just like they've stayed in the same place. At best. It's, last year's it's, was like it's sort pre- of in the realms of. Oh, go on, sorry, Chris. Last year's was like predominantly blue, and it re- that like I really liked that blue color that was like most of the car, and now it's sort of a bit of a blue stripe across the top. There seems like there's more of the pink, which doesn't look great, and then just a massive gap of blacks. They don't even int- like interact with yeah. each other. Yeah, it, I, you see that there. most from the head on because when you look at the head on, the front wings pink. Yeah, all the side pods and underneath the side pods are pink. The rear wings pink. The fairings on the wheels are pink. Like there's there's a lot of pink that you see on it, and just that blue nose cone is pretty much all you see that's blue when it's coming like head on. Um, so yeah, I know what you mean. With from some some angles, it looks okay. The split and other angles, it just looks like well, they might as well have had the pink car all season. Yeah, it's very the the standard blue ones very much are just in the middle livery for me. Like I don't love it. I don't actively hate it. It's just somewhere in the middle. I think. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I I don't hate it, but we've got a bottom tier for a reason here, and I'm going <laughs> to tell you straight away. I'm putting it in front of bothered. <laughs> because it's for all intents and purposes it's the same as for, uh, I'm looking at last season's now in Abu Dhabi and it's the same car how about exactly this how about we put the pink one in shouldn't have bothered and we'll put the pink and blue one a bit higher up can I sell you okay. oh yeah because yeah yeah in, in no room for it in the cost cap for a designer this is a good point we've got two to rank yeah. here so pink shouldn't have bothered I'm well up for that and then the standard one copy pasta because it yeah. is just copy pasta like it's not awful, but it's it's I'm no different. Also, I feel bad yeah. about putting in no room 
in the cost cap for a designer because I follow the guy who designs Alpine cars <laughs> on Instagram. And he's a really cool guy who designs some really, really cool stuff. But obviously with an I'm F1 sure it does, team, but look, he's working can't... some very tight constraints yeah. with what the team will allow. And they, and they can't all be showstoppers. You no, know, not every design, any designer, every design you make, you, you'd, it'd be lovely if everything you designed looked amazing every single time and never got edited by the client and, you know, was always like its purest form. And thing. I can tell you that that designer probably came up with something completely different to this. Oh, for and then he's sure. Just had, he's just had his pen, his, his handheld through the entire design by the corporate of, um, of Alpine and Renault There's, to, um... to get it to where it is and BWT as well. Really BWT more than anyone, I bet. Yeah, oh, for sure, yeah. As a side note, I don't know if you guys watch um, a guy called Tomo on YouTube who does a lot of F1 stuff, but he um, he always does like uh, a video for every livery and he like designs his own version of every livery. Um, mm-hmm. But the McLaren one this year, he was actually at the McLaren factory and sat down with one of the... Uh, design team at McLaren to go through it was really interesting hearing her perspective on like what you can and can't do with delivery and what the priorities need to be and stuff and like you know safe zones and bitch needs to leave black in case the engine starts blistering the paint and stuff like that yeah um worth watching yeah I mean it's a challenge isn't it but I think like in in most of the F1 cars this year most of it is black so yeah (laughs) that's not a fear of blistering paint there uh, all right, let's throw the cars we've already discussed at length into the um, the tier list. Uh, speaking of cars that don't exactly set the world on fire, the Haas, which was the first one this season. On brand. It yeah. Looks like a Haas. Yeah, at least I've tried. <laughs> I can go with on brand. Tom? Um, I don't know. On on brand as a wording is correct. However, is it your second favorite? I think it, yeah. Uh, is maybe it I second need to like, tier? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That's that's. The I would say probably yeah. I mean, I'd put it at tier three. I would be copied yeah. Stick it, it's, it's, it's a middle card with that name because it's not been really necessarily copied off. Anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's um, copied from some of the earlier hasses, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, there's elements of that. So yeah, okay, tier three. It's, right. it's, not, it's definitely not setting the world on fire. <clears throat> Next, another one I think we'll agree on, the Red Bull. Shouldn't have bothered, man. It's the same as, as it's been for years and years and years and years. Yeah. It's, it, you can either go... If, if you love that livery, then yeah, stick it, you know, stick it in a higher term, t- a higher, higher, higher tier. But for me, like, I've seen this tier, th- this livery so many times now that I'm just like... I'm so bored of it. And they've done such interesting things with testing liveries and stuff in the past as well that for me it's just a it's just been a box ticking exercise for them. They just this is how we do it. We're gonna do it this way and that's that. Yeah. And you're not gonna get anything more interesting than that from us, so shouldn't have bothered. You'd have been better off stripping the paint off of it entirely. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be more interesting. Fiber. Would be more interesting, yeah, and just having sponsor stickers on it. I genuinely mean that. And it's not Red Bull hate or anything like that before Twitter starts kicking off. It's, it's just I'm bored of seeing the same thing from such an interesting, dynamic, otherwise interesting and dynamic company, company yeah. um, drinks company, Formula One team. <laughs> Tom, which are they? Being the bomb. <laughs> I mean, uh, before before the um, discussion, I was putting them in like no room in the in the cost cap for a designer. Part of that was just 
comedy about the fact that they can't <laughs> keep in the cost cap even like so yeah that's probably why they keep the car the same but i mean if you want to put it in the bottom i can put it in the bottom it's the same thing every year isn't it yeah. it's copy pasta of the wrong kind yeah so yeah shouldn't have bothered yeah um, sorry red bull do better just do i mean yeah, I, I'm, just do... I'm all up for them doing better but this is just the same old livery that we've seen time just do and time anything and time else again do something better yeah uh next and we might be split on this one the williams Yeah, again, for me, I, I'm not seeing enough difference from last season in this car. This is probably the worst culprit, actually, of all of them, because they did a whole new style last year. And, yeah, there's an argument to say, we, I think we spoke about this, an argument to say stick with the colours and stick, st- stick with it looking more or less the same and have some consistency. But I think there's that, and there's just doing the exact same livery, doing a Red Bull and doing the exact same livery again. And... I feel like that's what they've done here, but I would put them a little bit. They've, they've changed it ever so slightly enough or it, or it's a fresher design for me overall that I, I don't necessarily think it goes at the very bottom, but I would put it second to the bottom. So no room for a designer. Mm. No budget for a designer maybe though. On this I, would, the room to <laughs> I think I'd put it in the middle personally. Again, don't, it's like not far from my favourite. I don't love it, but I, I think, you know... It's a copy paste, but it's a copy paste of something that kind of works. Mm. Um, they've got the Duracell thing back permanently. Love that. I think that's one of the best design details on the whole grid. Yeah, I do like that. That okay, yeah, I can go with that. I can put them up a little bit for that. Oh, I was with you, Stu. You've you've you? you've made me out number <laughs> now. I was in the like no room for the cost cap because like I don't particularly find anything about it exciting or interesting. It's just a blue car with a bit of a pattern. I mean, like... now you've said that, I am still probably leaning towards <laughs> fourth tier rather than third tier. So if you're going to put it in the anywhere, most, I'd... the most interesting bit of it is provided by the design of a battery. <laughs> when yeah. you put it that way, in, 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 in a famously like <laughs> petrol-powered <laughs> motorsport as well. <laughs> Does that mean I could put in no room for the cost cap? Uh, yeah. No room in the cost cap. Yeah, man. go on. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'm over voting on this tier one. four. Stone um, Williams. Okay, next, Alfa Romeo. Top tier. I would I would have that as a Lego set. Which one? Sorry, I missed. Alfa, Alfa, Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo. Oh, okay. I mean, it looks cool. I think. Sorry, looks... I got really distracted by Discord chat saying that they want the Williams Martini <laughs> livery back and then calling each other alcoholics because <laughs> you can't start tier listing old but, little cars. But That'll then... take us all day. Well, the only reason it distracted me so much is I sort of had a flashback memory to a Fiat 500 that drove past me the other day with a martini. It was white with a martini stripe oh, down it. And I was oh, like, God. why have you done that to a Fiat why? 500? <laughs> oh, no, actually, to be fair, it was in a Bath 500, but even so, why not? Those are actually that? pretty quick, good cars. Yeah, like it was, it was a, rapid, it's a fun but... car, exactly, but I don't get why they've martini striped it. Yeah, and the, the so. ride on them is terrible as well because they've got like really stiff suspension so they're not much fun in certainly not much fun in London (laughs) Um, yeah anyway anyway. sorry for distracting speaking of Fiat what do you think of the Alfa Romeo (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's it's feeling like really copy pasta to me I don't think it's that much different but copying off what though well it's not copy pasta as in literal copy paste I just mean like that's the tier I'm putting in the middle one like 
it's not that different. They've kind of gone from white to black with the contrast, but generally speaking, the concept of the design is about the same. Like it's a good looking car, but it feels like a it feels like when you go to Aldi or Lidl and get off brand food and it kind of looks <laughs> the same. But so it's, just it's not, not quite the same. So yeah, like Ferrari is the awesome one. And then the Alfa Romeo like is kind of like yeah, I can I can see that it's supposed to be a Ferrari, but it's not quite right. Harvest Mom cereal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is the Mum, can we have a Ferrari? No, son, we've got Ferrari at home. Ferrari at home is the Alfa Romeo. I That's just... what it feels like. It's 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 not bad looking, but it just feels too close to being a wannabe Ferrari. And the the other problem I've got as well, like I get in isolation, it's undeniably a nice looking car. I just I don't like it as much as the last few years. And for that alone, I can't put it tippy top. I could get I could be convinced to go for like second tier. I just like that they've got you know they've even though it's still Alfa Romeo, they've moved it towards the Audi brand colours. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, yeah, it's really yeah. clearly like... Just an, subtly sliding Audi, in that direction. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, not that um, subtly. I think it looks cool. I, I really, really, really like it. It's probably my second or third favourite. Interesting. But um, I'm probably going to get outvoted by the sounds of it, I think. They've essentially taken all the white paint off and stripped that back to carbon fiber. Which... And slapped a cryptocurrency <laughs> logo on the side of it. Yeah, yeah. which I don't mind. Yeah. yeah. So where are we putting the Aldi Romeo? I can, <laughs> I can, I can go second tier. <laughs> I can accept second tier. All right. Okay. Okay. Second tier. So we're going, we're going on brand. Okay. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll accept that. Uh, What's next? Next, Alpha Tauri. Okay. Mm. Now, the more I, I mean, look at that, the less I like it. <laughs> I've sort of gone back and forth in both directions. The one thing that I do like is that even though they're working with the Red Bull brand guidelines to some degree, they're, um, they've been a little bit more experimentive than um, the Red Bull main team have. They've kind of got, like, Toro Rosso very much always looked like Red Bull too, whereas since I've become Alpha Terry, they've definitely got, like, their own identity separate from Red Bull, I think. There's still a massive Red Bull logo. There still is, but it's not like, (laughs) I don't know, It it, it, the the sort of colour choices and the design choices aren't particularly Red Bull, whereas Toro Rosso always still will, still will. Yeah. I mean... it feels so, like one of the few teams that's not just tried to strip every single bit of paint they can off it, at least. Even if it's just white and navy, like it has been. I think my problem is coming from those patches of red. I think the other week I, I said that I found them quite cool, but actually now I look at it again. Now I've seen, and, and in the context of seeing all the cars together here, I think it looks a bit patchy. I don't, I don't actually yeah. like it very much. Mm. As, as, I think the red looks a bit, it's too much contrast. Like, there's times when contrast can be really, really good in design, but I think this implementation of it actually, on a, on my second look at it, is less successful. I think it's um it's just too different from red and blue is a weird combo. As much as you can tell, they've tried to integrate it. They were kind of always fighting a bit of a losing battle, weren't they? Mm. I think I the like little, it still. the little Italian flag details definitely save yeah. it in a lot of ways for me. Um, and the steel is, the steel is it, <laughs> the best. 
Once when they're spinning, dude, they're just a mess. I think that's not. That's not what I'm looking at. I'm looking at a still image or a nice slow motion cool. shot. Fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> fair enough. Um, yeah, so I'm. I think for me, I'm. I'm down at probably tier three. Mid okay, that, I can. I can live with that. I thought I was gonna have to fight my way back up the board. I could yeah, live with it being in the with middle that. with the with the Alpine and the Haas. Like, it's not. It's not a gorgeous car or anything like that. It's not something that's going to turn heads, but it's also not just boring like what the main Red Bull is or doing a pink BWT yeah. car is. Yeah. Like, do you know what's really annoying as well? Like the whole BWT thing, it could be done so much better. I think that's what annoys me about it most. Like having a black and pink car on the grid could be awesome if they did it right. Yeah. But they just go so overboard of let's just dunk the whole car in this like pastel <laughs> pink colour and stick logos on it. That's my main gripe with that. I, just, I don't know why. I'm just looking I mean, at it I again and it's, it's annoying me. It. I think the, the cars in like in the Porsche Super Cup, the car that has that livery in, you know, on a road car yeah. I think it looks really, really cool. I think it's a nice livery. But I think there's just something about the... I think it's such a halfway house that they have on their... Mm. I would rather they did all pink than do yeah, like, half pink, half half Alpine. Like I almost prefer the old um, racing points of Force Indias that yeah. were completely pink. Like, yeah, I mean, I suppose there's an element of that. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what's grinding my gears on it is that it just feels like they've slapped pink paint where the blue should be, and it's not been thought about. It's just replaced rather than. Yeah, the whole thing. Because I, I, I must agree, admit, I agree about the the Super Cup car. The Porsche in that livery looks pretty good. Yeah, I use that livery on Gran Turismo for, for the Porsche. <laughs> I, use I usually use the plastic the pig. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Hooney pig. The one, yeah, from um, from Le Mans. Oh, the old oh the Yeah, old the old pig, pig one. The yeah, old the, old, the traditional one. The Hooney pig livery is really nice as well. It's really cool. They used a, a really interesting artist for, for that. Anyway, Um uh, where are we up to? Detour, we're, we're to? supposed to be putting Alpha Tauri on the list. I, I put them in middle tier copy yeah, past because I, I, I think that's, that's where, where we agreed. Yeah. Tier three. Okay. Yeah. That's good then. McLaren. On brand. Okay, I can live with that. I was. Right, I'm going to put it out. I would thought I was going to have to fight this one because I was like, I was almost really ready to put it either on brand or, or maybe, depending on if how much longer I looked at it, maybe order a Lego set. Because obviously, really? McLaren have a brand deal with Lego, so I'm I'm going to buy it. Really? <laughs> by by, I mean, by the definition of that word, I'm buying that car if it comes out as a Lego set. I have last year's as a Lego exactly. set, literally, in front and of I me. will have this year's if it happens. I am but surprised by that. I'm I'm personally like sort of I think I'm being over exaggerating and and biased by saying give me a Lego set. So I'm just going to say it's on brand because it's got the orange. It's got the new pale blue that they seem to have incorporated into the bland into the brand. It's been done fairly well. Like they've even somehow managed to make the annoying Google Chrome integration into the car into okay. Windows. Like it's not tacky, I don't think. I don't know. I just generally I sort of I can't find much wrong with it basically. And considering it's one of the cars with the most black bare carbon fibre other than probably the Merc, I think they've done quite a good job of making it not look like it's completely bare carbon fibre. But I feel like they did this last year. They stripped loads of paint off 
and were very strategic about where they did it. And it sort of, it gave the illusion that not that much had actually gone until you looked at it like top down, which other than your drive to survive intro, you don't really see an F1 car top down very much, do you? That's the funny thing. Like I've seen sort of people at McLaren saying like, actually the car this year has got more paint on it than we had at the end of last season. It's like, yeah, because no. that's because you ruined the livery by the end of last <laughs> season. Like every race you were slapping new weird stuff on it and taking more paint off it. Um I really don't like it. I was I was tempted no. to put it as low as no room for a designer. But well, Oscar Piastri's car says sixty nine and you pointed that out. <sighs> that's funny. That's objectively <laughs> funny. Isn't that it's just <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't I mean, work did you, for me. Did you, you, you saw that, didn't you, Stuart? When we were discussing it the other day. No, I and didn't I'm, see that. Did you actually ever tweet that? I didn't. Did you tweet no. it? Because oh. for, for reference, he's I told number. You, you should have tweeted that. What number is he? Is he number eighty-one? Eighty-one. But there was one shot from above, and because of the way the numbers kind of were on a slope, it kind of made it look like he was number sixty-nine. Yeah, you'd got like the bottom, no, the bottom funny. half of an eight, and the bottom half of a one, backed up by the top half of a one and the top half of an eight. So it looked like it said 69. It was great banter, and I told him he should tweet it and give us a little detraction. Now this is how they find out. They're all going to (laughs) tweet now saying, give us the picture. I'll be honest. Release release the picture. On second look, it doesn't look as much like it as I first thought it did, which is why I didn't bother tweeting. (laughs) Anyway, though. It was enough for content. (laughs) That was the point. Um, Yeah, I'm really not a fan of McLaren. It, It just looks to me like they've put on as little orange and blues they can get away with and then just slapped a bunch of sponsor logos on oh. all the black bits. I don't know. Just d- does not work for me. Um, it shame. sounds like I'm outvoted, but... <sighs> well, I mean, you're definitely bringing it... So w- where are you putting it? What I tier? was... Four or five? Three, three. three, four, maybe as high as three I was thinking of putting it. Okay. Uh, and I want to put it on brand. Yeah, I'm tier two. As well, I'm on brand, so it, two probably is the the balance then. And judging by some of the faces in the Discord, I think I'm in the minority here, so I'm happy to compromise yeah, th- and put succeed. it in tier two. Yeah. I think we put it in tier two. I think it's still it's still one of the more in- as as all the liveries go. I think for me, when you see them all together, the orange livery does stand out. I'll give you that look, for sure. It still yeah. looks really really cool. I will so give you that. That stands out enough, and it's still like not just boring, the same old, same old. So yeah, I'll give you that. Um, right, final one. Aston Martin. I've toiled over this. Like I wasn't sure where to put Aston Martin at all. I've had, I've had them right down at the bottom, and I've had them right <laughs> up at the top. Um, I do like that color. Um, and I, I do like the the sort of the integration of the yellow stripe down it and stuff like they're moving ever so slightly further towards that sort of Le Mans kind of color styling. Um, and I think the car itself looks super aggressive and really cool as well. I think there's there's real potential in that car. So livery looking at just the livery and in the context of all the other cars i would at a, a minimum i think it has to go tier two i think it can't go any lower than tier two it's touching on top tier for me but 
May, okay. I don't think I'm, I think I might struggle to convince everyone else to put it top tier. You definitely struggle to get me to put it in the Lego sets, even though I'd consider a Lego of any other car <laughs> that Aston Martin brand in those kind of color schemes. Mm. Mainly because I think every other car that they do it to looks slightly better. And I think that's where I've struggled with this one. Like, it is, by definition of the names of the tiers, it is very <laughs> on brand. Um, but I also feel like they've not changed it enough from previous. I think they could have done more with the yellow, basically. And I'll always yeah. be in the camp of, I want more of that. Um, even if it's just like sort of bolder lines that they're doing in it. Because it's such a thin stripe of yellow that's on it. And just even just thickening that up a bit could make it like I guess, so like, much yeah, nicer you could say that like the, the current design is laser focused on the retired it department guys who've <laughs> all got the money to, to buy us Ast- old aston martins <laughs> um see this is this is what i mean like one minute i love it and the next minute i'm like Oh, yeah, but it is this is why he's say. bang in the middle for me because I I go through similar phases, not not as ever as high as kind of getting it right up to give us a Lego set top tier, and I never hear enough to be like down the bottom of shouldn't have bothered, but it's sort of it's always somewhere in the in those three bits in the middle for me. I can't, which is why it just sort of middles out at the middle tier copy pasta. I think overall for me personally. Or- Right, I'll put the cat amongst the pigeons then. It might be my favourite car. Oof. And I think, for me, it's top tier. Just, oh, because, you bought, okay. just because you bought a hat last year. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, He's even wearing his jumper look. His jumper's the same colour as the I car. Do have my oh, he is. Aston he's wearing his Aston Martin-themed Hang jumper. On. That's what this is. I mean, I could... Oh, he's gone to, go, 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 to go get his cap. He's gone to get his cap. I think the Aston Martin is the <laughs> best looking car. Oh, my word. <laughs> you look like you've just walked out of the press conference at the start of F1 2022 and like, I know, we've right? signed Chris Evans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be clear, it's not, I'm not wearing an Aston Martin hoodie, but... He might as well be, guys. Well it it exactly matches his hat. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, I'm, well, I'm glad you said that because... I would be willing to put it top tier. I'm the one that's going to get outvoted. This is bad for me. Where where are you putting it, Tom? I want to put it in the middle. I think it's better than the middle. I think think it has to go... uh, Well, I said minimum, second tier, borderline, top tier. So I think that probably pulls it up. If Chris wants top tier... And I'm already kind of leaning to top tier, I think. It's going to have to go in on brand, isn't it? Come on, I can't have it in top tier. There's no way but that's so better cool. than. There's no way it's better <laughs> than the Merc. There's no way it's better than the Merc. I I I do prefer it to the Merc personally, but I think I I, I think I prefer it to the Merc as well. Oh, I'm gonna get serious out vote here. I think the, the okay respect to Mercedes for just having a black car and admitting it's because they want to save weight. No one else has had the bottle to stand up on stage and do that. Yeah, So that's true. why I've got a bit of time for Mercedes putting it in and, and put it in second tier, even though there is actual paint on it still. Um, yeah, the, it's just the fact that they've been on, and it's actually like below the minimum weight anyway. They've, they've met their own weight target, which would have been below minimum weight to allow them to have ballast to move around the car to help them with setup. Um, 
Aston must be at the weight limit for them to, because it's probably the most painted car, other than the Ferrari, I would say, and the Alfa Tauri. It's probably the, one of the more painted cars Yeah, from this yeah. photo. So, and it's, it's I think it, as a design, it's quite, it's probably one of the more consistent designs. There's nothing on that car, design-wise, that really looks too out of place. Like the gold, sorry, the yellow stripe down the bottom looks looks really cool and well integrated. The uh, the logos are all proportionally feel like they're in the right sizes at the right in the right locations on the car. Um, it's not overly fussy. Like you look at the Alpha Tower, it's got those red patches on it, and I think that's they just don't look right for me. Whereas this. They could have easily, you know, taken the JCB logos and and ran with like pieces of them, and had them in like, you know, that orangey yellow of JCB and had that in a square somewhere on the car. But they haven't done that. They've they've used the sort of the, the correct logos for each of their brands within the livery of the car to make a rounded design and to make it look cool. So that's that's why I think it, it's as a design. I think it's the most well rounded. It's definitely notable that, like, between us, the three we'd like the most, the Mercedes, the Ferrari, and the Aston Martin, are all the three that are the most sort of predominantly one colour, some just sort of fine details. Like, yeah, there's a lot of very busy-looking cars on the grid this year, and I think that says a lot. Mm. I'm, I'm, the, they've right. weirdly managed to make the busy-looking cars while still stripping paint off of them. Yeah, that's, which is... That's, a, yeah. that's the odd thing. Um, but again, you know, I really like the I really like the Alfa Romeo as well. So, and that's got some sort of odd. I think there are some like strange design decisions in parts of that car. I don't like the way the stake logo is integrated into into the side pod and stuff. But that aside, I think it's a really really cool looking livery. So that's why I've got it quite high up my list. Um, Where did yeah, you want have to the go? Aston, Tom? In the middle. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the. I'm going to be the voice of reason here. We'll put it in tier two. Okay, I, I can be okay with that. Because then... I mean, no it is on brand, to be fair to you. It is very on much, brand. It is very much on <laughs> brand for, for Aston Martin. Um, yeah, it, it, the more I look at it, the more I like it. <laughs> uh, there's probably most of the others, the more I look at them, the less I like them, other than the Ferrari and maybe the Mercedes. the And, and the Red Bull, because I couldn't like it any more or less because I'm totally ambivalent <laughs> towards it um, as a design. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's a fair list we've got there. I think that's, yeah, that's quite a we good... can safely say that the Ferrari for the second year in the row is our favourite car, which doesn't come as a huge surprise, I don't think. It's kind, I kind of expected that anyway. Yeah, the Ferrari yeah. is probably the, you know, the most yeah. uh, legit-looking car on, on the grid, I would say, in terms of... But... Like, what you'd expect as, a Formula One. As good looking as it is, though, as good looking as it is, I'm not buying any merch this year to avoid the curse. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not buying a hat this year. The only way I mean, I'm it's the buying... only thing I do spend my money on is Formula One merchandise. You know what I do like, actually, weirdly, like the, there's one piece of like really out of character for me Formula One merch that I really like at the moment, and that's those really, really big Mercedes overcoats. <laughs> it's a big 90s puffer cool. jacket yeah no it's not like a puffer jacket it's like a really long range the long trench coat oh yeah, those trench ones. Coat yeah, they're, yeah they're actually like pretty cool. cool i'd never buy one i'd never buy one because i don't walk i don't like walking around in sort of formula one gear but merch i think you'd have to like 
I think there's a, you know, I'm, well, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna give my idea away actually. But, um, <laughs> um, right. Yeah, I, should we move cool on? Stuff yes. Yeah, I think we can move on at that point. Um, we, right, we're going to at this point. As I said before, at this point every year we make some predictions for the season ahead that we are basing on nothing really but gut feeling because we've had no testing yet. But that's the most fun time to do it. Um, I think we're going to try and up it to five each this time. Um, just because. Don't they're... you know how bad my hangover is today? Yeah, <laughs> that's why that makes it even more fun. Birthday hangover is um, hitting me hard. You got to make me. Now you're making me think. In in theory, I think we'll try and do like decreasing likelihood as we go on, but ultimately let's just come up with five and we'll see where we where we land. Okay. Um, who wants got, to do I've one got my first? One. Who wants to start us with one they think is actually likely to happen? Okay, this is like a weird higher lower <laughs> yeah. prices right <laughs> yeah. kind of situation we've got going on here. Um I've got one. I think I think there will be less than three tenths between the top three teams in the first qualifying session. As in, in mm-hmm. after after in, after Q three in um, uh, in Bahrain. Bahrain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. I hope that's true. I really hope that's true. Yeah, set us up for a lovely, lovely race. That yeah. Uh, Tom, do you want to throw one in there? Yeah, Mercedes will have won a race by mid-season. By like halfway point? Yeah, we'll call it halfway point. Do, do you mean breaks. numerically halfway or like summer break? Let's let's go numerically halfway. Yeah. That's a very safe prediction, I think. That's pretty year. safe. That's where it's supposed to start. <clears throat> That's where we're supposed to start. Um, I will say... Yeah, let's go with that one. I think there will be no new race winners or pole sitters this season. That seems fair. I think the only driver now has that, them. The only driver that can probably ruin that for me is PS, Lando maybe. winning a race. I think. Oh yeah, Lando could, but then they've they've already poo pooed their chances before. Unless well, yeah, like, exactly. Unless they're playing games, then yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. All right. Let's have another one. Who wants to up all, the so you're saying all season there won't be a, any new pole sitters or no, not not a one. Every everyone who's gonna have had a pole, everyone who's had a pole position, there's no one the, on that grid who can who hasn't already had one. Well, Red Red Bull, Mercedes, and Ferrari, both drivers have already done both. Yeah. Um, Lando, Lando I think has had a pole but not a win. Both Alpine yeah. drivers have won a race. Yeah, don't think they've had poles. Um, obviously, Nando's done both. Stroll's probably not going to achieve either. So I think it's yeah. a fairly safe bet. Yeah. Okay. Um, Next one. Um, slightly less likely. <laughs> um, Mercedes will win the first race. A Mercedes car will win the first race. That's slightly less likely. Mm-hmm. I'd also like that to come true. If or not, because it means they are back in the hunt and we won't have to wait like yeah. two thirds of a season for them to be uh, on form again. Uh, Tom? Um, hmm. Do 
there will be six different drivers on the podium before Monaco. I think that's fairly safe. So that's like race five or six, is it? Six, yeah. I think. Yeah, round six usually, Monaco. Yeah. Like it's that. essentially all three of the uh, all the drivers of the top three teams in theory, but it could. I suppose it could be others. Could be a mix. Yeah, it could be. Um, I mean, you wait until we get into some of the. I've got because I've got a pretty wild one. I'm going to start getting a bit weird now. Yeah, I'm already I'm weird with it now. Mm. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I'll do this one next. Um, one of the championships will be won at a sprint race. Ugh, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't want that one to be true. I can't remember. But... No. I've genuinely forgot which ones are sprints and which ones There's aren't. There's two really late in the season. There's Brazil and... Is it one of the USA races or maybe Mexico? There's two really late on in the season anyway. Okay. So I think it's entirely possible. It's plausible then, isn't it? The plausible, thing that yeah. every Formula One fan wants to see, a sprint, mm. another sprint race. More sprint races, please, said no one. Um, okay. I keep making Stuart Fern- first, but we can mix it up a bit if you want. I'm fine. Fernando Alonso will win more than one race. Ooh. <laughs> That's so, going to upset some uh, <laughs> Sebastian Vettel fans. I had on my potential list that Alonso will win one race, and you've immediately won up to me. I like Sorry. that. No, I hope. I, hope no, I haven't seen your list. I haven't seen any for the audience. Oh, no, no, no. I'm literally making these up as we're going along. So. Yeah, me too. I'm at that point. Chris has had time to consider this in the afternoon. Yeah, I had a quiet and you were just winging it. Yeah. Um, okay, my next one. Um, oof. I can do them while you're yeah, deliberating. This is good if you content. Want. Go on, do another one while I'm deliberating. <laughs> um, I will go. Do I go for that? Yeah. Okay. Logan Sargent will score more points than Alex Albon. Oh, that was along the lines I was going because mine was going to be to do with the rookies. I was trying to think of a way to word it the way I wanted to. That I was basically going to say a rookie or new member of a team, so I could include Hulkenberg, mm-hmm. will outscore their experienced You can still have that if you want. Oh, I've got, I've got some good So basically, well, oh yeah, let, let me do this then. One of the new drivers will outscore their teammate, so that's like DeFries versus UK, Hulkenberg versus Magnussen, Sargent versus... Across the season. Albon, across the season, by the end of the season. I can't think if there's any more than that. Okay, is it me again? Uh, if you want it to be. Um... <laughs> How many more do I need? Do I need uh, two, two more. more? You need two, two more. more. Oh my word! Um... Let's get, we can get spicy with them now. We're in the we're in the we're in the silly zone now. Nick DeVries <laughs> will outscore and replace Sergio Perez Ooh. by by mid season. Oh my word! There's a lot of, a lot of <laughs> that is, to that one. That, that one's crazy, that one. That was, that was out there. I like it. That is a really wild one. That is my a wild next one. one's the ultimate wild prediction. So Get ready for my wild one. It's getting there now. 
in Abu Dhabi, four drivers will be mathematically in line for the title. That's good. I like that. Um, okay, I need to up my game. Let's go with... Let's go with... Okay, Haas will get a podium. Mm. That's also a wild with, one. With those drivers, though, I think there's... there's Do you know potential. what? Actually, I'll, I'll make it a bit bit harder for myself. Haas will get a Hulkenberg. podium. Hulkenberg <laughs> still won't have a podium. <gasps> oh, my word. Oh, that's savage. <laughs> that is good. That's not going to happen, though. I'm sorry. That's just that's that's too wild. I think we've got we're we're getting silly now. We're in silly season. Um, uh, okay, so really, really, really ridiculous prediction. Aston Martin will be in the hunt for the constructors' ch- title. <laughs> in the final you really race. like this livery, in, don't you? In the final race of the season. I honestly, I actually <laughs> genuinely think that Aston's got something. Up its sleeve. I think. I think that you it could be livery. quite a quick car. It's got some nice features on it. So um, we'll only know. I mean, with the best, arguably one of the best drivers in the sport driving it, that it could be a winning combination. I think a, a more serious prediction I genuinely think is possible is that Aston Martin will finish fourth this year. Mm. But, did they not finish <clears> fourth? No, where did they finish in the end last? No, they can't finish fourth last year. They were terrible last season, weren't they? Six or seven. Oh no, it's Alpine. I'm thinking of didn't the Alpine manage to leap? Yeah, McLaren at the end. Hmm. I'm trying to think of like my really just like ridiculously out there one that's not going to happen. Um, Alpine. No one's mentioned anything about Alpine. You know what? I'm no. I'm going to go. Seems like we've done a few about Nick DeFries already and we just want to curse him. Nick DeFries will win a race. <laughs> he's going to have to if he's going to outscore Perez. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my last one. Okay, let's go down that route. Um a current. <laughs> I, I know Chris is reading. I know Chris has come up with like ten predictions. Yeah, he's like, got like ten that he's going to pick from. <laughs> it's fu- it's funny because like you guys making yours has just chalked off loads of the ones I had written down. <laughs> uh, my last one I'm going to go for a current IndyCar driver will be announced as an F1 driver for 2024. Oh wow, you know something we don't. No, I don't. <laughs> But it'd be fun. Yes, you do. <laughs> All right, cool. We can now completely forget about these and then in December dig them out again and see how we did. Ugh, can't wait. And I guarantee you, I can't remember what five I've done now, let alone in, yeah, same. in 10 months. I genuinely don't remember. I'm pleased with those predictions. I think, yeah, there's, some... I think there's some really good ones there. Yeah, there's some yeah. bold stuff in there. There's some we can revisit quite early in the season in there as well. We should there is actually in theory, yeah, yeah. Some of them are like halfway points, or I know a couple of mine. I literally said like by certain races. Stu's got one this race one, so yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, alrighty, we'll do a couple of newsy bits and a couple of inboxy bits to finish off. Um, Cool. 
So the first, slightly weird bit of news actually, McLaren have announced that they are going to be able to call up the Aston Martin reserve drivers, which is Stoffel van Dorn and Felipe Drogovic, if required this season. Um, right. Even weirder, that agreement is in place for the first 15 rounds of the season. <laughs> but it, it turns out the reasoning for that is McLaren's own reserve driver this season officially is Pato Award. But for the first 15 F1 races, he's going to be busy doing in the car, car basically. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they've like, we've got a reserve driver. He's busy for three quarters of the season. Can we borrow yours? Um, interesting. And asked the matter and said, yes, just yeah. give us lots of money. Who are, who are Mercedes' current reserves? Because the Mercedes teams have always used theirs. Because it used to be Stoffel, um, but he moved. Mick Schumacher. Mick Schumacher's there, isn't it? Yeah, oh, Mick. God, yeah, of course it's Mick, isn't it? Real, real voter confidence in Mick from McLaren there. Yeah. I mean, understandably, I suppose. Then again, Drogovic is how pretty often do they actually How often do they actually use their reserve? I mean, yeah, it's, it's highly unlikely. Since COVID, sort of more or less done yeah. with, then yeah. And Stoffel has got history with McLaren, to be fair. Yeah, true. So there's probably like elements yeah. of that in it. However, in suspiciously related news, mm. uh, Lance Stroll has been involved in what the team are calling a minor cycling accident, which means he's going to be missing testing in Bahrain this week. Ah. Yeah. Has Alonso been out? <laughs> just, just gets all this all the seat time before the start of the season. Exactly. Well, this is the thing. They've not... There's no word yet on whether... They're going to bring in one of their reserves or just let Alonso do all three days. I know what Alonso will prefer. Um, the team are playing it down and saying, you know, he's going to be just focusing on getting better in time for the first race. There are sort of unconfirmed reports of him being seen leaving hospital with a cast on his arm. And if that's the case, then he's not going to be doing the first race of the season either. So mm. I think... I mean, you'd be surprised at how quick these guys recover, though. They're, it's they're true. made of different material to what you and me have made from. So. Yeah, if it's a fracture though, that might be a bit f- who knows though. Um, yeah. But I, I guess once we know if they're going to be putting a reserve driver in for testing, that'll probably tell us, won't it? Um, mm. But yeah, obviously, hope he does get better soon. It's a unfortunate yeah. thing to happen this close to the start of the season. Happened to Mark Webber, didn't it? One year that. Yeah, he had a really nasty crash in Tasmania. And actually Alonso a couple of years ago, I think, as well. Yeah, yeah he had that crash, didn't he? Yeah. Testing. Stop they cycling, guys. Stop cycling, yeah. At least like... Oh, sorry, you mean a cycling specific yeah, one? Yeah, Alonso thinking, did. I was thinking Alonso in, in pre-season testing in Catalonia when he lost the car. No, Alonso You, you mean the cycling accident, yeah, don't you? Sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah. there was footage yeah. of the Alonso one as well. Like, yeah, I think, I think From like was. a dash cam or something? Yeah, or like from a helmet cam? Nasty. Like, sorry, I think it was a really, really scary one, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, I think they're going to announce like who's going to be doing their driving in the next couple of years. A uh, couple of years, a couple of days. So <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. It's a very, very safe window you have. <laughs> um, and then the last newsy thing we've not sort of, it's been knocking around for a while, but we've not really talked about it. Honda have officially said now that they are <laughs> considering a formal return to F1 <laughs> with the new engine regs in 2026 um, after they sort of registered interest a while ago because. They just can't stay away, can they? They're in, they're out. So flaky. They're Shake so it all flaky. about. They're, they're like, I don't even know. They're just like that sort of 
person that kind of wants to be there, but he's like really non-committal about it. It's so weird. So like you invite them out all the time, and then they're like, "Oh no, I, I, no, I can't do it today." But, but invite me next time. Yeah. And then you invite them, and then they're like, "Oh no, I can't do it." Oh, that's basically oh. them. Like, do you want to supply some some engines? Sounds like, like really yeah, sad yeah, we'll story. do it. Do you want to sign this contract? No, no. Oh, what's okay. that? You're successful now. I'll go on. Then we'll come back. Oh no, it's all gone terribly. We'll leave. Oh, it's going well again. Oh, we'll come back. <laughs> um, so they they say that several teams have already approached them with potential interest, but they've not made a final decision on whether they are going to come back or not. The most notable one is that McLaren are rumoured to be one of the teams that have spoken Keep to them. Over. And obviously that would be a reunion that will last with them in 2015 to 2017. And that obviously didn't, didn't go, go right, great. Did For anyone who wasn't watching at that time, McLaren finished ninth twice and sixth in the constructors in those three years. And it was generally an awful time for McLaren. Yeah. Um, mm. So GP2 engine, I think the uh, that was yeah, yeah was the GP2 yeah, if you, engine days. If you don't know the seasons, you at least know the meme. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thing we don't have written down here is the relationship between how this affects the relationship between Ford and Red Bull if Honda decides to come back because isn't a lot of the IP of that engine originally from Honda? Yeah, because obviously we know the Ford Red Bull project starts in 2026, but Ford are sort of joining up with Red Bull powertrains who are obviously benefiting from Honda Honda's stuff now. Engineering, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it puts all three companies in a very strange place. Yeah, I guess like they've just got really good lawyers and they've been able yeah. to extract so make- all the IP from, from Honda and put it into their own name. Yeah, it has to be. It's, I, it's I, really odd. Yeah, it depends as well at like what level Honda have kind of bowed out of what's happening with the Red Bull powertrain. Like, obviously, the name's still on it and it's still involved to some degree. But if it got to a point where like a line was drawn of, that's where we stopped doing anything as Honda, and we'll just support like the manufacturer and maintenance of what's built but not the development or anything like that, then maybe there's like been a line drawn there, um, which is what but allows the, Red Bull to go off and is, pursue their own deals. The weird thing is they're still quite involved now, though, aren't they? Even for this season and for sort of, you know, yeah, you can only really develop reliability and safety into the engines now, but still, like, they're still involved. And it's still yeah, going to sure. be mm-hmm. essentially Ford taking over the Honda project to a degree. I guess um, when the engines change a little bit, maybe if, maybe if this is, relevant. yeah, like it's more of a, from that point on, Honda aren't involved, like Honda aren't, basically Honda are involved in, like I say, continuing the development to for reliability and whatever, what have you for the current spec of engine, but they're in no way contributing to what Red Bull are going to be doing in 2026. Maybe that, like I say, that's a point where a line's been drawn. So yeah. Honda is sort of thinking, well, we could develop this engine to something for 2026 and just go with a different team, maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you, the thing is, they can't unlearn what they've learned either. Yeah, exactly. So, like, exactly. There's still going to be like, you know, a lot of the power gains that Honda made over the years in, once they joined Red Bull were in the combustion sort of area of the engine. So like the, 
the, yeah. the you know the the, the 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 patterns of injection of fuel and the way that ignites and getting the most out of it that's where all the development of the last few years to to you know bring engine parity to formula one they've all sort of developed along that path and like reached each other's it's, it's about if burning efficiency like the electric motors and stuff yeah. yeah you know they're all they're really good but a big chunk of the power generation has come from the way they burn the fuel and or to my knowledge anyway that's, that's what i think mm. and the, all that stuff is going to be still relevant going into the new engine formula so there's still going to be you know they're still they're still igniting fuel in a combustion chamber to get power out to the wheels so all that stuff's still going to be relevant at, at that point i think like where the ford relationship comes in is probably more i mean even ford don't quite know exactly what they're going to be yeah doing exactly yet, yeah, it doesn't sound like it it sounds like the idea is that they'll be doing much more electrically focused and battery focused stuff with them rather than combustion focused things so you know maybe maybe that's why honda are allowing it to happen because they feel like they're not going to be losing any of their inventions to honda to to for because they believe I mean, that they're focused on electrics i i hope that it's there's truth to it and that it is sort of in the works because that would mean out of 10 teams you've technically got six engine suppliers which would be yeah. quite interesting because you'd have mm. audi based red bull powertrains whatever it's called at the time mercedes honda ferrari and is he still classed as a Renault engine for the Alpine, or is it an Alpine engine? I think at the is moment it like, it's Renault, but twenty twenty six they're changing it to Alpine, if I remember right. Okay, from the... but regardless, it's that's six, and then yeah. you you sort of your other teams are some are obviously sister teams or whatever. Like you have got your Alpine, I guess Alfa Romeo's going, and that's what's becoming Audi. Williams will always be a customer team to some degree, um, but yeah, it just means that like. There's more variety across the grid, which I think is. I mean, bad, going yeah, going back to a point where it was just Mercedes and Ferrari and Renault, not that long ago, to them being double that capacity. Yeah, well, more than double that potentially. Yeah, so we yeah, could got a lot of time for it. Yeah, yeah it's what F1 have wanted for a long time. So <clears throat> clearly, yeah. the new engine regs I've come up with are, are doing the job they're supposed to. It seems that way. Yeah. It's a tr um, it appears to be attracting engine suppliers to the sport, which, like you say, is what yeah. it's supposed to do. And when you've got a whole Formula E cars worth of motor going into them for this period <laughs> as well, then yeah. they're going to be all mighty powerful machines. Definitely. Right, should we finish up with a bit of inbox? Yes. Yeah. Do you want a jingle? Oh, always. Yeah. Is. Uh, keep it saying now. The Poon Master. Is it the Poon Master or the Poon Meister? It, it's that with no, um, well, lots of letters missing. Which is close yeah, enough. It's, it's the dubstep it's the way of spelling it. Um, <laughs> hey man, this year's launches showed a few cars spotting long tube shaped bulges, lol, along their engine covers. <laughs> Um, he's talking about the cannons, most notably Alpha Sauber and Alpine. What do you think of the benefits of these large, open-ended covers are when compared to the traditional size zero goals for the Coke bottle area? Hmm. I think obviously you're freeing up space underneath the engine cover for more cooling if you need it. Um, the engines are going to last a long time, so you're going to have to 
get extra cooling to them to keep them reliable for a long longer pit for longer periods of time um but i think there is like there's something about i think so many teams have done it because it's more than just the ones you mentioned i think there's definitely something aerodynamically beneficial for that mm-hmm. getting i think maybe getting to do with getting heated charged air to the beam wing that kind of thing like this yeah there's something there's something very beneficial to it even mercedes have gone with it. red bull have, have got it like a whole bunch of them have got it and um, th- yeah red bull are doing it, it must be good i think with the um the wing regulations being so strict these days the beam wing has become way more important so yeah anything they can do to get that working better is going to be super important i think yeah i think it's something that they've probably all worked out in combination of learning from last year and then you know what what's changed with the flaws and so on what's changing the rules like it's clearly a concept that they've all had in mind to some degree um also what did red bull do last year will well same thing yeah exactly there's an element of that as well um so yeah, I think I think I agree with Stu that like you, you're gonna have more directed airflow and better cooling. They're probably your two main benefits. Mm-hmm. Essentially. Nice. Next one. Uh next from Mike P. Hey man, given that Tom has purchased a Red Bull hat and therefore cursed the team for twenty twenty three. Uh, which car and driver combination would you choose to win the constructors championship this year if Red Bull are not in contention? Is that a collective question or an answer from each of us? I mean, I'll give my answer and we'll see if you agree, I suppose. Go on then. Go on. Um, I think I'd like to see Ferrari win it this year. I think it would be good for F1 to have Ferrari properly back in the mix and actually win something. So I'd, I'd like to see that. I mean, what would be even more fun would be to have a team that isn't Red Bull, Ferrari or Mercedes fighting for a championship. But it, realistically, I think... I'd like to see Ferrari do it this year. Yeah, I think Aston Martin. Mm. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Funny you should say that. Um, nah, I think, I, I, heart of hearts, I'd, I'd actually quite like Hamilton to get the championship that he should have had a year, mm. you know, a couple of years ago. I think he's, he. I think both of them earned that championship, but I think the way that championship was won kind of, I mean, you're never going to convince me otherwise. I think it invalidates it invalidates the blooming sport to a, to, to a huge degree because it's supposed to be a sport. It's supposed to have a level playing field and a rule book, and it just wasn't the case. Um, it'd so be, it'd be nice to see Hamilton actually get his eighth world yeah. title. Um, but beyond that, then, yeah, I'd like to see science. I'd love to see science win. Yeah. Go on, Tom, sorry. I mean, you've just said what I was going to say. As, <laughs> as the person that inadvertently... Cursed Carlos Sainz last season by buying a Carlos Sainz hat. There was a strategic purchase to my Red Bull hat, and it's not just that it was in my favoured colour scheme and looked cool. It was because no, it was. It wasn't. It genuinely wasn't to curse them. I, we were joking about it last week, and I saw the hat, and I was like, "That is actually a cool hat. I'm gonna buy it." Um, but yeah, if I if the curse is real, then I want Sainz to win. So I'll not wear my science hat all season to just make sure that the case. To be fair, I was probably wearing a Lando hat. You know that time when he messed up in Russia, in the yeah, that was your fault as well. That was probably me because I bought a sign uh, a Lando hat that year. I've had I've had a Lando hat hat every year. To be fair, unbelievable. So that's my fault. Yeah. 
Carl says. Next one. Paul D says, Hey man, do you think any of the teams have put some red herrings on their car to make teams waste time checking out rubbish aero? Yes. Definitely. Yeah. I think it's a combination of, yes, they have, but also the teams probably aren't daft enough to fall for that. Yeah. I think the team does smart enough to think, nah, we'll wait until we see them in testing and it's something more like the real thing. Then they'll start chasing weird bits of aero that maybe aren't real. What I have found hilarious, though, was the way everyone was talking about the the tail fin of the Haas, well, the the, the body fin of the the Haas being like, oh, it's just a render, it's just a render, and then the real car rolls out for a shakedown and it's actually got it. That's the car. (laughs) (laughs) People on Twitter were so convinced, oh, it's just a render, it's just a render. No. Haas have got nothing to hide. It actually was the car, yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, they have, unless they've got like some miraculous silver bullet, which everyone in F1 knows doesn't exist anymore, then unless it's DAS, then <laughs> like, um, yeah, why, why, what do they have to gain from that, basically? Yeah. Um, I mean, some of the chat has mentioned the alpha uh, floor, which the render and the real car will just look to two completely different designs. So. Yeah. We'll see which one turns up in testing. I, I think the the Aston Martin floor that basically looks like they've put a saw blade on the side of the car to cut other people's tires open. I <laughs> it doesn't look very legal, so I'd be surprised if that's what they end up running by the first and race as look, well. Also, but... by the this, what the cars they show up to testing for the majority of teams. The cars that show up to testing and the cars that leave testing will be vastly different. I mean, look at what Mercedes did last year. Yeah, exactly. Nothing is off the table. Mm. Uh, Last one then um, from Jamal. Would you rather have fair, exciting racing with elements like budget cap and bans on innovation or the very best in engineering with spend as much as you like and no ban on innovation to see the very best cars that can be created for this scenario you can have no middle ground. Well, for that scenario, you just go and watch Pikes Peak racing, don't you? I was going to say, yeah, like the anything goes, there's there's a place for that, and I don't think F1 is it. I, you know, I think there is. I think there is, like, room for it. I think... It, I think they should open up the regulations somewhat. Um, maybe not the aero regulations, because that seems silly to me, but I think... Mm-hmm. Or maybe they should conditionally open up the aero regulations based on how you deliver power to the rear wheels. If you can have like, if if they mix up the formula, free up the engine rules somewhat so that you can deliver power in different ways, maybe using hydrogen, maybe using electric motors, um, you know, not just restricting it to only V6 hybrids, then that allows you to open up the rule book in other areas. But if, you, if you've got a disadvantage in one place, and make it a bit more dynamic, make it so that yeah. it's possible to develop in other areas and truly innovate. Because I think it, I, I do think it is overly restricted at the minute. I think it does constrain them probably a little bit too much. But having said that, we are there. We're there to. The most important thing is that the racing's good. So yeah, yeah. That should always be a priority. Yeah, like. and we're on our way to the race. Last season, there was some really, really good racing, really, really close racing, and we're on our way to sort of teams becoming much, much closer. I think as well in terms of performance. So 
we need to see how this sort of the cost cap helps that and the wind tunnel restriction, uh, sorry, aero and CFD restriction time sort of affects it as well. Mm, but the idea is that you're going to get convergence and they're all going to become, you're trying to boost that convergence. Towards the end of the last four, aero formula, they were, you know, it was a really, really close season between the top few teams and there were some really, really close qualifying sessions. Um, and it'll ideally, like this, the cost cap and the CFD cap, or CFD restriction, performance-based CFD restriction and wind tunnel restriction will boost that and bring them closer together sooner. So yeah. you, you, it could even be that you know this season we see teams that were a lot further back last year moving forwards a little bit quicker than, than maybe some of their rivals. So, yeah. Because this is the yeah. first season where we're going to kind of see these new um, limits on testing and stuff, regulations yeah. really come into effect. So, yeah. 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 And next season it'll be the effect even more as well. So yeah, yeah. I, know, I mean, Red Bull are going to be the real test, right? Because not only are they on the lowest end of it because of the winning of the championships, they're also on yeah, even yes. less because of the cost cap stuff. Yeah. So and if sure Red Bull we'll turn up no and still have the that. fastest car this season, then they might need to rethink the plan. Yeah. But um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, and that wraps us up for this week. Um, lots happening over the next week though testing starts on Thursday only a few days away now um, it's all been broadcast in various places if you want to watch it um, we will be back next week to dissect it and talk about what we've seen under the general caveat of it's only testing it doesn't mean anything but we'll t- still talk about it anyway because it's fun to do um, there's also a Formula E race this weekend if that interests you yeah there is um, in Cape Town is it Yes, first time they've ever been to South Africa, I believe. So it's been a fairly entertaining Formula E season for various Ooh. reasons so far this year. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll maybe have a chat about that next week as well. Uh, but yeah, that's all for now. So in the meantime, obviously, if you want to get in touch with us, we're in all the usual places, the Twitters, the Facebooks. You can email us through the website and all that stuff. Um, I believe, Tom, am I right in saying that people can also get signed up for the Predictions League already or they'll be able to very soon? Yeah, you can indeed. You can get signed up. Um, the basics are in there for, for this season. So get yourself signed up if you're not already. If you were registered last year or previous season, your account will still work. And yeah, everything's kind of prepped and ready. I've changed all the drivers. So we've got Perfect. the right drivers in the drop-down box this year. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll help. That'll definitely help. The first race is Can ready you to go. Can you arrange by, like, surname, please? <laughs> we'll, we'll do a poll. If people want them arranged <laughs> by surname, yes. If people are happy the way they are, then no. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you'd like to take part in that poll and all the other good things that come with being a member of our Discord, you can go to patreon.com forward slash back of the grid. Uh, and you can see there how you can um, get involved with the Discord and listen to the show as being recorded live and hear all the technical problems we've had today that will be edited out of the version you listen to um, mm. by the time you hear this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's all the things. So we'll be back next week. But until then, thank you again for joining us and goodbye. Bye, Bye everyone.